0: Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules, but you won't find it in college or on the job. I know because I learned the hard way and now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the vice president of quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort where I help Black and Brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how Black and Brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings. Greetings, everyone. Yes, okay I'm gonna say you know I don't know why I say this every time because I'm gonna make the statement my favorite time of the week and actually favorite time of the month since I only do these now twice a month. It is being Brown at work live your girl Linda Talaferro from the tea, the extra effort and you guys know I'm always I, I'm just so unbelievably blessed you see another beautiful woman talented woman that you're going to learn and hear from in this session. I am so honored that she's a guest. So we're going to jump right in because this is another wellness segment. And and those of you that have been following and hanging with me for a while, realize that it's probably only a second guest I've had around wellness. So we've got to do, we got to do something different and better going forward. So you're going to see more of this. And when I connected, I got introduced to Ashley Wynn Grimes you know, I had to have her on, and you guys are going to clearly, quickly understand why. So let's just jump into this. Ashley Wynn Grimes, a Baltimore, Maryland native, Black female entrepreneur and registered nurse for more than 12 years. Ashley Wynn Grimes is the founder of Cannabis Nursing Solutions, LLC, author of Stigmatized. You're going to know more about that book because you want to go buy it. And the children's book, Asa Medicine. Asa, Asa, is it Asa's or Asa?
1: It's Asa's
0: Medicine. Asa's Medicine. (laughs) I'm glad I asked. Asa's Medicine. We got to get these right. And for those of you with kids, you probably want to buy that book. Ashley's work is dedicated to empowering patients and nursing professionals to make informed wellness choices with impactful educational medical programs that also serve to promote diverse representation, increased resiliency and those she serves. During her impressive career, Ashley has worked in various healthcare settings, including telemetry, nursing, quality improvement, you guys know I'm a quality professional, so connected on that, and professional development. She is responsible for trailblazing, non-traditional cannabis patient care programs in Maryland that offer standardized approaches to dispensing cannabis for nursing professionals and children in school settings. Ashley holds a bachelor's of science in nursing and a master's degree in nurse education from Towson University. And in 2021, she was chosen from Baltimore's business journal leaders in healthcare. Ashley also has a certification in professional development and is a certified Lean Six Sigma black belt. OK, look, I can't even say that green belt on this side, y'all. Sixing the black belt. And for those of you in my industry, man, y'all know that's everything. Ashley Wynn Grimes, welcome to being Brown at work Live. So, okay, so
1: first of all, who is that lady you talking about there?
0: <laughs> Come on, girl. you know you all get all your fabulousness, just own all, all your fabulousness. Look you know, Ashley, welcome. I had when I got introduced to you, and we had our discovery call. I knew I had to have you. Some of you that are you know that, that are constant followers I me, mean, you're thinking, Linda, nursing, well, um, I don't get it. How is it? You're gonna get it because there is some definite synergies here. There's definitely things that link us whatever industry we're in, right? Whatever industry we're in. And Ashley is an expert in this space, specifically around resiliency through wellness, which is what we're going to focus on in our two sessions. So Ashley, let's get this conversation kicked off. Give us a little bit of a background in your world of medicine and the healthcare industry and your experience in your nursing career.
1: Yeah. So I started off like most nurses do in college. (laughs) Um, I actually didn't want to be a nurse. I wanted to be a pediatrician, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the dream, everybody yeah. wants to be a doctor when you're a kid. And it felt like the easier route to take was to be a nurse first and then to become a doctor, but that's not the traditional path. Like mm-hmm. nobody ever does that. And so, because of very distinctly different um, jobs. And so I, Decided to do nursing. I went through nursing school. And when I got to my pediatric rotation, then I also decided I'm not dealing with children either. <laughs> okay. Boom. Right. There we go. Pediatrician. Uh, 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 nope. Right. Not happening.
0: <laughs> not um, doing that.
1: And it was because I, I, during my rotation, we had to put what's called an NG tube into the baby's nose. So the NG tube goes in through the nose mm-hmm. and into their stomach so they can eat. The baby was so sick that he couldn't suck. He couldn't give it a bottle. So, um, oh. that process for me was borderline traumatic. And so by mm. the, day, the baby was crying and I was crying and I was like, this cannot work.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I get it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: so that was the moment where I decided kids weren't for me. Um, adults felt safer, mm-hmm. um, a little mm-hmm. bit more stable, but going through my nursing career, obviously, well, not obviously, cause you're not familiar with the industry, but it, it, it's a tough, tough job to have. Mm. Um, and for those who have gone through the pandemic on the floor as a nurse, it's, you know, exponentially more tough, right? I can't Um, even
0: imagine that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I just wrote something about 64% of nurses suffer from burnout
0: symptoms. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow. So it's a, it's a, um, it's a love hate relationship as far as I'm concerned.
0: Wow. Wow. Ashley, Hey, we've got someone joining us live from Monterey, Mexico.
1: Wow, very cool. Yeah, I know, so cool, so
0: cool. Welcome, Welcome, Herbert. Okay, go Uh, ahead.
1: So I went through my nursing career. I was actually really good at everything that I did and tried. I bounced from job to job. I was able to make my way up pretty quickly. I got my master's degree around 2014, I think, Mm. 2014. Um, And that was in an attempt to be able to basically climb the corporate ladder Um, I felt like, again, this idea of what the perfect life looked like meant that I had to have the perfect job. And so I was able to climb the hospital leadership and then I eventually made it into corporate for a 14 hospital system. So from a project management perspective, that is 14 different entities from a central location managing various projects.
0: Whoa. Various. Okay, wait. Okay, because because that I'm glad you said that because I can now relate. Yeah. Fourteen entities mm-hmm. that each have multiple projects. Yes. And you are responsible for across my, all that.
1: Yes. So if I got if I got one project, that project wow. had to be implemented to most of the time all 14 hospitals. All 14. Wow. 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 Okay. Okay. So very got big it. job. Very big yes, job. Yes. Yeah. Million dollar goals, you know, things like that. Yes. And so what's interesting is that most nurses don't understand this industry like that. So it's very rare that I have to explain that. But I love that I got to because I know you get that.
0: Yes, I get it. And I also now can connect the Lean Six Sigma Black Belt, but go ahead. Yes, yeah.
1: Yes, yes. Um, so that that is not traditional um, certification for mer- most nurses. That's not a traditional role for ner- most nurses. So for multiple reasons, I was different. I was different because I was um, Black. I was different because I was female. I was different because I was a nurse. And mm. let's stick with those. And so... <laughs> because the list could go on. The list could it. go on, but yes. I chose very specific boxes, you know, at, as I entered into this this position. And yes. so, um in my role, I found that project management is most more business oriented which, which was kind of jilting for me as a mm-hmm. nursing professional mm-hmm. because my mm-hmm. focus has always been patients. Patients, I yes. Care for the patient. What medicine do I give the patient? How do I treat the patient? That was my primary focus and is internally a large part of my drive. Um, when I entered into this particular arena, it still remained part of my drive, but the focus then had to shift to how much money did we save today? Mm. Right? Mm, yeah. So it was a very conflicting experience where- wow. Through my learning and self-discovery, I found myself battling with what I felt was right for the patient. So as you probably can be aware, for 14 Hospital, implementing one specific um, plan can't meet the needs of all patients. Oh, exactly. Right? Right, right. And so whenever that would get called out, it would always be prioritized to focus on the, the, um, the consistency or the, I can't think of the word right now, but, uh, the flow of the project management. Mm. And so, because it had to be easily implementable because again, 14 hospitals, you know, systems in, in place and all this. So, Um, I I constantly felt myself battling with what I felt was actually right versus what was right for this type of position. Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: And I can't even imagine how that weighed on you Mm -hmm. over time. I mean, I can't that that internal struggle. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you're trying to show up in your excellence. Yes. But at the same time, trying to be true to yourself and authentic and what you know to be true internally, if, if I'm saying it correctly, right? Yeah. And so, so very conflicting, which I, I would happen, I mean, I would think would lead to some burnout, some, a bit of trauma, challenge.
1: Yeah. And how,
0: I mean, w- w- share with us, Ashley, what, what that was feeling like as you were, you know, trying to 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 manage that and level set it if it was even possible
1: to do. Yeah, so um in the long run no, it wasn't okay. possible. <laughs> Fig- I figured I figured that. Yeah, I figured right. that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But in the beginning in the beginning, when I started, well, when I started the position, I was so focused on the fact that I made it to the six figure position. It yes. was a very glorified. We got all the little perks. We got to go to football games. You know, we, I was hanging with the C-suite. Like it was all those things that, you know, I felt like I had to like, I should appreciate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. I'm in here. So, Ashley, what are you complaining for? Like, you mm-hmm. know, and this is what mm-hmm. I'm currently telling myself, and also my environment is also validating that. Like, Ash, you have nothing oh. to worry about, right?
0: Oh, oh, yeah, the environment does that, though. I mean, yeah. they will tell us, and and, 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 I, and, I, and I'm going to say this to the audience, right? I mean, everybody knows that I my focus, my niche is black and brown women, mm-hmm. so I don't want to discredit the fact that that. A sense of appreciation that others don't feel. But let's just be real. Um, we as Black and Brown women get that from the environment, from the community at a different level yeah. because of simply who we are. And there is this belief that how could you not yeah. appreciate? How could you not think this is cool? How could you not? I mean, you're here hanging with the seats. You're at a game. You're in the suite. At whatever you know location, uh, you should appreciate that. So, yeah. so we get that right, and then at the same time, Ashley, tell me if this is what you experience as well. We kind of are brought up to appreciate that, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, we're brought and up that way because little black girl, you really don't belong here in the first place. Uh, exactly. Right.
0: Exactly exactly so we are brought up by our parents and parents. hey work hard get there oh you got there six figures girl what you're questioning that you're what you're thinking twice
1: yeah yes go ahead facts facts and yes and, and, and it was it was such it's such and even when I look back it's such an interesting phenomena because I think early on I knew that it didn't align well mm. um I, hmm. I in my mind, it was never the end. I never wanted to like be there forever. And so the events that evolved around me forced me to move in the direction that I actually went into. And so what does that mean? I ended up uh, being the victim of cyber theft while oh. I was working there. And so my response to that was a, a very trauma-based response where oh, wow. i was very emotionally unstable i was suffering from insomnia um the anxiety of the work environment actually caught up to me in that experience so um in that wow. in the insomnia I, I i would like to say that it was the anxiety that was keeping me up from the next day um you know worried about that if i performed well in the next meeting you know all these things and mm. so um while i was going through that I became less able to control my emotional capacity, where once upon a time, if I was in a moral position and I had to battle, I had full control over my emotional capacity. So eventually I just didn't. And so it also affected my performance. It affected the way that because you know, little black girl, you also have to be very submissive when you, you're dealing oh, with your counterparts. So, absolutely. <laughs> and if you don't, then you're uh, acknowledged or addressed as being aggressive and all, you know, yes, all the and all those other Yes, exactly. And right. so that's exactly what happened um, when I became less able to be okay or be, have the capacity to deal with the situation. Mm. So there was very, in my opinion, very little compassion for the situation. Or let me say it this way. Um, it was short-lived. So I okay. was experiencing the effects of this experience for a long period of time. But, you know, once the experience happened, it was almost like business as usual. I was supposed to get back to things. Supposed to move on, get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. Um, and so, because I was still dealing with the, the aftermath. So that money that was stolen was actually the down payment to my house.
0: <sighs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: So it was, you know, the personal side. My, I had my kids were still very young. Um, I think at the time, four and nine. Oh, jeez! you know, and wow. yeah, so all of those things. So dealing with that, making sure that we were okay, making sure that we'd be able to get the house. We had our real estate team, you know, it was just, it was a mess.
0: It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And on top of that, the 14 hospitals, we were working at implementing <laughs> computer <laughs> systems and. Oh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, and so both mm. need to be met and um, you know, it was one specific project that I, I remember. Um, there is a device that gets placed in a uh, patient's veins. It's called a stent um, or not necessarily in the heart. It's always one of the vessels. So it opens it Got up you. to, to okay. let the blood flow. Yes. So that's a product that you can you know, purchase from vendors and what have you. And so one of the projects was for us to find a standardized stent that was cheaper. And I was supposed to save, um, I think it was one point four million dollars on this project. The problem was it was dependent on the cheapest stint on the market. But that cheapest stint hadn't been validated by evidence and the doctors weren't OK. with oh. it. Oh, they were not OK with it. And again, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad they weren't OK with it. But go ahead. <laughs> right? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 yeah. hospitals. Yeah. Right. And so yes. a couple of the hospitals didn't have the technology to support. This cheap stint, either. Wow! Right, and so we ended up coming up with a, a strategy and a plan and all the things. It ended up working out well. Um, the 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 facilities that were able to support this cheap stint did. The ones that didn't did not. And okay. so um, I remember getting reprimanded because I didn't save one point four million. Oh my gosh! I only saved a million. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. $400,000 off, but yet we did the safe, correct thing for our patients, for the community. But Ashley, you were 400,000 off the target. Right. So shame on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. So that gives you insight. That gives you insight into the... Completely.
0: Yeah. Completely. Now I have to ask the question because it. It kind of just d- directly takes me there. Is that what led to the book stigmatized?
1: Partially, actually. Ah, okay. Um, so it did start me down the path. So I wasn't okay. I knew I wasn't okay. I yeah. knew that I didn't need a doctor. I wasn't sick. Right. Right. right, um, right I knew right. I needed therapy, which I su- I suggest that for anybody at any state in their life to have a therapist. So I did go and get a therapist, but there was something still missing for me Mm -hmm. in regard to like, what was actual wellness? Like, what is? how do you feel better in your own skin? And I feel like, up until that point, I didn't spend enough time with myself to understand myself because I was so career focused. And it wasn't until this experience where I recognized that I wasn't okay in my skin. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of stuff that I ignored about myself. There's a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings, a lot of ethics, a lot of values that I put to the side and to the back burner. And that is essentially what causes stress in most people on a day-to-day basis. And the stress is what causes illness in the on the, in the long term but what do you do before you allow the stress to create symptoms
0: yeah right and so that yes. was the
1: question that i was like battling with in my head and so because i was i would like to say it was a state of depression but because i was in that state i needed to redirect and refocus my energy otherwise Nothing would so that happened to be the thing. So right. I started trying to rediscover myself, relieve the stress. I started yoga. I started doing research in different holistic methods. One of yeah. the big things that stood out for me was the endocannabinoid system. It's a big word, but we uh-huh. all have it. And um essentially it's, in, it's its purpose is to create balance in the body. And so through all of these holistic methods, including uh, yoga, um, support that endocannabinoid system. Oh, okay. So the crazy thing is, is that I have been a nurse for such a long time and it was the first time I had ever heard of the endocannabinoid system.
0: Oh my gosh. So clearly if you haven't, and you've been a nurse for double digit years. Right. And persons like myself have absolutely no idea. But before we get there, Ashley, I have to ask this question because I'm sure my audience is wa- is wondering. You you made a really uh, you made a statement that I think is is, is was critical. It just resonated with me. Is that you said? Okay, I wasn't sick. I didn't have to go to the doctor, um, but I knew something was off. And you know, it was the pressure of the career and meeting targets. But I couldn't pinpoint. Can you can you help? my audience, maybe articulate what you were feeling. Give them some examples because I want, because I think a lot of times we as black women, black and brown women, we walk through our lives, be it our professional or our, our personal lives, kind of in this, this um it, zombie is too extreme, but it's just, just, there's such a focus where, okay, I don't feel so good today. Okay, get over it. You got this you know, a project you're leading. I'm not so good today. Yeah, but I got to take the kids and go do X, Y, Z uh, or cook dinner. Or I don't feel good today. Yeah, but I got a big presentation and my book. Oh, I, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm up for this particular promotion. And we just we just put aside, right? And then it gets to the point where we crash and burn. Yeah. But before we get there, right? I think that's, I mean, you were stated. Dep- so if you could help our, my audience understand, Give give us some examples of what you were feeling that let you know you were not comfortable truly in your own skin.
1: Um, so, to me, the world seemed gray. So oh. it, it isn't actually gray, but when I look at the memories today, I see it through the lens of gray. Ah, right.
0: Yeah, um,
1: it. I moved very slow.
0: Mm. Um,
1: there are a lot of experiences that I had that I wasn't present for, but I know I was there.
0: Oh wow, wow, wow!
1: Yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. know how you're driving the car and then yes. you know work and you're you like, end up
0: somewhere and you're like, wait a minute, wait, yeah. I don't
1: remember driving. Yeah, that that happened frequently and that happened often. Mm. Um, it was I w- was in a very task oriented state. So I just knew what I had to get done in a day. And that's what I got done. Um, I already mentioned that I wasn't sleeping well. So right. that's a big part of it. Um, and then there was almost a misery of waking up in the morning. It's like, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. okay, you know, gotcha.
1: you, you're you're awake. There was nothing really exciting about the day to me. And the yes. things that probably should have been exciting to me, um, you know, it was like, oh, well, that all those things go on the back burner. Got it right? Um, yeah,
0: that's what I needed. I wanted to give them something tangible. This is the burnout, everyone. This is the, you know, depression that's setting in when we are on that go, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the balance isn't there, of what we're doing versus what we believe we should be doing that disconnect that Ashley talked about. Okay. Let's get back to the big word again. I'm sorry. I want to get back because it's almost seven o'clock Eastern time. this 30 minutes just fly by, but I want to get to that big word again. And then go to stigmatize your book. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, the endocannabinoid system, I'm going to say a few big words and I'm going to try and make them as simple as possible. Okay. Uh, Love it. Love it. The endocannabinoid system is the largest neuroreceptor system in the body. So, neuro, like neurological receptor, meaning um, like a receiving receptacle. And so, uh, different molecules bind to that, that system. And the whole purpose of that system is to create homeostasis. And so, in nursing world, you have, okay, good. I have, yeah. In nursing world, homeostasis is balance, mm-hmm. right? So, when the yeah. body is functioning at its utmost balance, then it's the most well that it could possibly be. Mm. And so, a well endocannabinoid system essentially means that you have optimized wellness or optimized the functioning of this endo- endocannabinoid system. The thing about this system that's interesting is that everybody's capacity or ability to achieve wellness is at different states based on their environment, based mm-hmm. on you know their lifestyle, based on their situation, circumstance, genetics, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, so if you're in a state of um, maximum imbalance, you are suffering with illness the diabetes, the, the high blood pressure, the, the yep. um, heart attack, strokes, all those kind of things. Um, and so essentially it's working to try and balance things out. And that's the, the system that needs to be worked on prior to finding yourself in a symptomatic state. Mm-hmm. So when you find yourself in a symptomatic state, that's when the traditional healthcare model comes into play because you Got need it. to fix it. But prior to that, finding that balance to preventing that is the part that has been ignored by healthcare for a very long time. Uh, and holistic medicine actually fits into. Got
0: it. Oh, Ashley, that explanation was everything, everything. And I, as you were talking, I see the connection to burnout. I see the connection to stress in the work. I see the connection to your 14 uh, hospitals, your project and the fact that you had cyber uh, that you were cyber, uh, attacked. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's, I can't even imagine all of that happening to you at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Your are did I say it right? Endo,
1: <laughs> endocannabinoid system.
0: Cannabinoid. I thought I was going to say cadaver and I was like, no, that's <laughs> not it. Endocannabinoid system <laughs> had to be, it was, but, but to your point though, it wasn't totally imbalanced, right? Cause that was your point of saying, look, I'm not sick. I don't have to go to the doctor. I'm not, but you were on that verge. You were at the state that you said traditional medicine and healthcare doesn't address, but holistic medicine does. And I, I haven't done it in a while. I need to get back to yoga, especially everything I've got going on in my life now. I can see, because I know yoga, how that per- plays as such a positive part in balance and in addressing burnout and stress. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the. Yeah. you know, specific to yoga. Um, and there are multiple modalities of finding healing within yourself, but yoga, um, is an excellent way of bringing yourself back into your body. Um, Mm. being mindful. Um, I think a lot of mainstream yoga, like finding really good yoga instructors is important. Um, ones that really do take a holistic approach to yoga, yoga and what it means is important. Mm -hmm. Um, but because mainstream yoga tends to be more focused on the movement and the posture as opposed to the meditation and the mindfulness that needs to be included in the, in the practice. Yeah. And so, um, and that comes in the form even of mudras and mantras and, Mm -hmm. you know, vibration and, you know, medics, all the things, right. All that. Yes, 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 yes. And so, um, you know, starting in that practice actually can be quite my, Eye-opening. Like for me, I was like, oh, I, I hadn't noticed my hips in a long time." Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, what was the last time you paid attention to your hips or your toes, your pinky toe, or exactly on the, the wall? Right.
0: Yes, exactly. And I know that hips is where all my stresses. I know that that is my body. That's where. Yes, yes. And and Barrington said it's good that Ashley took steps to heal from all the challenges she has faced that all at once. Absolutely, Barrington. And this is why I found it so important to have Ashley as a guest, because I wanted her to share her experiences. And she's, you know, highly skilled in this area, in this space. And like she said, and she's a nurse, but yet she was dealing with all of those things that typical medicine didn't give her the solutions for. And even a Uh, the cavernoid, which I'm not going to try to mess that word up again. Uh, She wasn't aware of, but you know, uh, we're going to kind of wrap this, this part one up, Ashley, uh, because I, and I want to do it talking about how you got to your book and then highly recognize it or, or recommend that people, you know, go out and buy it. And yes, you're right. Barrington yoga is a great way to release stress. So and then we're going to get to part two. You guys have to come back for part two, because that's when Ashley is going to give you steps, things that you can do that you can implement yourself so that you can get that balance, so that you can build your resiliency, kill the burnout and really do it through very, very, uh, I think what I would consider uh, impactful, sustainable Mm Methodologies really truly through wellness. So Ashley, as you were going through what you were just explaining and 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 coming to that need for balance, so I would imagine writing the book was one way you got there.
1: Yeah, actually, you know that that was such a beautiful experience, especially looking back at the, at that time when I wrote it. So it was very on in my entrepreneurial journey. Um, probably I think two years in, I started writing it, and it was very cathartic. Mm. Um, and part of it was part of the reason why I was cathartic was because I was able to look at my experience and see the patterns. I was able to look at myself outside of myself, outside of the emotion, outside of the sadness, outside of the anger, the upset and all the things. Right. Um, but I also realized because of the industry that I work in, that stigma is a big deal. Mm. Stigma for a lot of reasons is the reason why we stay in these stuck situations. Yeah. So In the cannabis industry, you talk a lot about stigma. Yeah. In everyday, everywhere else industry, we do not talk about stigma at all. And so I remember when I wrote the book, Stigmatized, I asked a group of women had they ever felt stigmatized and they all told me no. When I explained what I meant by stigma, everybody said, oh, yeah, maybe that was me, too. Mm, right. Wow. And so We don't even know how much we play a part in the stigma that's projected onto us like we accept it as true. Right. Yes. So, um, for example, as a black woman, as soon as I express too intense emotion, the assumption is that I'm an angry black woman. Right. And that's a stigma. As a nurse, there's an assumption that I'm going to show up as a hero and fix everybody today. Right. That's a stigma. That's a stigma.
0: Wow. 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 Yes. And what's so unfortunate about that is as a nurse, you're Your hope is that you could fix the situation. Mm -hmm. That's why you entered that, but you are not perfect. You don't walk on water. I mean, you don't. So there's times when you will not be able to. And that unfortunately then casts the negative view on you. Same as being a Black woman. And I shared this with someone not long ago when they were saying, you know, Linda, you just need to, you know, just go in there and you just take power and you just, you know, and I was like, and if I do that, then it's immediately, I'm no longer a team player. Right. I'm difficult to deal with yeah. and I'm a black, <laughs> you know, I mean, and I, you know, and I'm an angry black woman. I mean, it yeah. just, it just immediately goes there yeah. when, when the situation warranted me to go in and take, the, cause anybody
1: else would, Exactly. I can't, right. right? So, oh my God. Yes. 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 And so we we all live within this. And so it's wow. not, and I and I want to be clear about this too, because I've been doing this work for so long and I've dealt and I've had these conversations with different demographics of people. Everybody suffers with some sort of stigma. Yes, I've talked to white males who have suffered with stigma. So an example showed up with an anesthesiologist or um, a nurse anesthetist. And when he goes home, his family will make fun of him and you know, like meet the Fockers. Like we can't believe we have a nurse for a son. Oh, wow. And this is his whole career, right? Yes.
0: Wow. Yo, yeah. Just like biases, just like all those are, everybody I'm sure suffers from experiences stigma. Yeah. Wow, Ashley, that is everything. And we somehow have to, as a community, as a, as, as people, as, you know, society, um, I mean, we've we've got to find a way to get on the other side of that. And, you know, because that's a lot of weight to carry in addition to everything else we carry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So so exploring that for yourself um, and we'll talk more next time. Yes. We'll talk next time. yeah but yes, it, how
0: to? and then on the other side. look, um, I mean, I had to continue the conversation even over the usual thirty minutes because, as um Herbert shared, thank you for the candid and useful discussion. and Herbert, thank you for joining from Mexico with us live. I really appreciate it. Uh, and, and i and I wanted this to be a useful discussion because we don't often talk about this part of who we are. Uh, professionally, personally, and how to deal with it. First, how to identify it, right? How to call a thing a thing, which is why I had asked you to give the examples of what it felt as you were living it. You know, first to identify it. And then what do we do to deal with it? And that's going to be part two. So if you haven't bought stigmatized, now you know it's out there. Go buy that book, get a deeper understanding of it. It's going to help you identify it in your life Uh, So that you can, I mean, because if you don't identify it, measure it, right, it, never happened It doesn't exist. And like Ashley just shared the women, she asked, they all said, no, there's no stigmatism. So buy the book and, um, and then join us for part two in a couple of weeks. um, So that Ashley can share some more gems. Ashley, it was awesome. I knew it would be. I'm so (laughs) thankful that somebody else put us together, introduced you to me. And uh, I can't wait for our next session in a couple of weeks.
1: Same, same here. Thank you so much.
0: All righty. Until next time, everyone. Take care. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.